Hi, thanks for listening to High on Horror. I'm Drew. And I'm John. This episode and every future episode is dedicated to the horror hounds and smokers out there who want to expand their knowledge of the genre and have a good time. Today we're reviewing the 70s throwback slasher X. We waited until this one hit home video before we reviewed it so that we could discuss spoilers. So if you still haven't seen it, be warned. There's a lot to say about this. (laughs) There's a lot to say about this one, so uh, let's get to it. Today on High High on on Horror. Horror. Interviews, reviews, and the latest news all rolled into one. All right, before we get started here, let's get smoking. John, you got some of that good shit from uh, Colorado. Yeah, I got got some from my mule. (laughs) (laughs) Clint Eastwood? Clint Eastwood. It's uh, Death Star nice it's death star but i just want to say death star <laughs> it's a hybrid it's a 19.9 percent thc i can give you the batch id if you'd like <laughs> <laughs> all right i can't wait to try that we haven't tried that yet right that's one of the ones we have no nah, no nah, i saved it for it but uh oh yeah let me take a let me take a sm- 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 smells like the inside of a stormtrooper's outfit <laughs> that smells sweaty and <laughs> inner galaxy that's a lie that shit smells amazing no yeah definitely uh it's like sweet it's sweet and earthy uh it it's definitely smells very sweet so definitely looking forward to it all right so first up let me bring something up to your attention i know you had something that you wanted to bring up to me Damn. but uh i wanted to He's gonna cut me off dog i want to start with this uh have you watched in all fairness be real unbiased oh, did you watch the trailer the teaser trailer for rob zombies the monsters the only thing I saw was uh, somebody comparing the opening. I don't know. I is, is that the whole trailer? Is just, just the opening of it, the, sh- of the it, like show? It, there's like five seconds after that. That's not that. Okay, I haven't seen that. I just saw it compared to the original monsters. <laughs> My natural reaction was just to go. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did. To be fair, like the looks looked. They all looked good except Grandpa. I did not. I you don't not, like Grandpa? I, I didn't yeah. like it at first, but it kind of grew on me, to be honest with you. I just and I just honestly saw it. Maybe, yeah. I mean, obviously, so you didn't know I saw, it, but I saw it maybe like an hour before I came over here. Okay, yeah. Well, that was like you know I wanted to bring it up to you because you know I love the monsters. You know, uh, I you know I have. I grew, it up, up, on I grew up on the monsters. Yeah, I got I got my wife Sam into it. You know, uh, so the thing is though is that Rob Zombie is a huge monsters fan, and that's why I wanted you to be unbiased about this because he is a huge monsters fan. And uh, I mean, like, it's one of those things where if you erased the the things about him that you don't like, like if you erased his bad movies, and it was like, yeah, we're making a monsters movie. It, he was he would be like one of the people you're like, yo, we got to get Rob involved. Like he, you know, he's fucking a huge monsters fan. He's been a fan since like childhood. So like, I have hopes for the movie, but I gotta be honest and say the trailer didn't really convince me. Like I was. Uh, uh herman was a little overacted i don't know uh and I'm, uh, i know yeah. i'm judging it off of like a 30 second trailer but uh i have hopes for it i'm not going in like wanting to shit on this because he even made it pg that's out that's rob zombie doing something outside of his mm-hmm. comfort zone this dude does trashy like like redneck cinema and he's now doing a pg movie so i'm like i give him a tip a tip of the hat for going outside his comfort zone and doing something new and uh i hope that he does a good job with it but the trailer didn't make me go like oh my god i have to see this but i'm still gonna watch it yeah i mean that's cool and all but it's a shame that i have a rob zombie embargo so <laughs> he just he can do no good ever since Ugh. halloween one and two that was it for you like that Ugh. that's pretty bad man that's like uh like i want to be pissed on like your, your i'm probably 100 percent lying or something so i'm probably 100 percent lying but uh, I think if he'd only made Halloween one, I would have let it go with that. <laughs> Instead of probably lying, though. I'm probably wrong and just saying it because it makes me feel better. <laughs> but uh, Halloween two just sealed the deal. I'm sure. Unfortunately, I think I've come to the conclusion at some point during this podcast. I'm going to break down and have to watch one of his fucking films. You're going to do it? Fuck yeah, dude. Watch it just be, it'll be the monsters today <laughs> is not w- that day <laughs> all right what did you want to bring up fucking scream man just let it die what's the uh, scream six you mean yeah i mean there's another one that's why i'm just saying the whole franchise just let it go like nev campbell's not not wanting to come back and they're already getting to start shooting but apparently uh they are suspending the beginning of shooting and hopes that they can get nev campbell to come back <laughs> 
I mean, I can kind of understand why she's done. Uh, I can't. Do you, did she say why? Do you know? Like, uh, was it the she writing? She didn't like the script. The script. Okay. Well, I know that Jenna Ortega. The only thing I know is Jenna Ortega said that Scream Six is the most brutal ghost face yet. Um, so either here's, here's my thing. If Nev doesn't like, want to, who the fuck is it going to be now? Like, God damn. Finally like, change it and make it three killers. So it's a big surprise again. Scream five should have had three fucking killers. Would have been a totally different movie. Anyway. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, it, a brutal killer doesn't really, I mean, I don't know, but, uh, it doesn't really make a brutal killer. Is not going to make or break the movie? You know what I mean? And, uh, so I think either two things happened. I think either Nev Campbell, uh, I think either Sydney was going to die. And Nev Campbell did not want to get killed off or the script really was just like really brutal and kind of like too much gore and shit. And she was like, no, it's too horror for me because the scream films do kind of have that sexy, sexy sheet kind of feel, you know, like that they're kind of, uh, they're kind of smooth looking. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean, but like kind of commercial. There you go. I'm just, I'm just done with scream at this point. Like (laughs) how many fucking times is Sydney going to get attacked by people? Like. Like, the odds of this happening are so astronomical to, like, one person. I mean, that, <laughs> I mean it, it, that's true. That, I mean, yeah, she's outdone Laurie Strode and Nancy, Nancy at this point. Um, like, I get it. She wasn't the main part of the last one, but, like, she had three movies. Like, what are the chances that's going to happen three times? Well, here's the deal. Scream- and then they still keep making stab movies after it happened for real three times. <laughs> I mean, uh, the, the thing that I was going to bring up though was a scream four was kind of a reboot and then they literally never followed it up. And then scream five is like a requel. So I'm like Sydney, like, uh, Nev Campbell has literally gone through a reboot and a requel as well as the original. So if she's saying she doesn't want to be at the sixth one. So after the sixth movie and after being through like two reboots, if she's not into it, obviously there's something up with the writing. Yeah. And, uh, Apparently, um, let me see. I was trying to see. Uh, back in May, uh, Courtney Cox said that the that the script uh, is really good. She probably doesn't die. <laughs> <laughs> probably, and I mean, what else is she up to these days? Like Ghostface goes to cut her with his knife, and she kind of does a Keanu Reeves Matrix like back bend, and he just swipes her bangs. And I saw somebody gives <laughs> her that scream two cut. Uh, oh yeah, was it? Scream 3 was like the worst. Wasn't it? Didn't you come to be like, dude, why was her haircut like that in Scream 2? I think it was Scream was 3. It, it was 3, that's was right. Three. Yeah, 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 yeah. 3, she my bad. She was a real weird haircut or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I remember you came to me and you were like, what the fuck? I remember I said that to Nicole and she goes, that was the times. I said, no, I don't, I said, I don't that remember anybody. <laughs> I don't ever remember anybody having that haircut. <laughs> it was like, someone's like, let me just get a bowl cup and leave the ponytail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that shit was weird. Yeah, anyway, Scream franchise should, like, just just die at this point, please. Well, I, <laughs> um, all right, well, before we move on, though, let's wrap this up. So we know that Nev Campbell doesn't want to be a part of it. We know that Jenna Ortega says that it's the most brutal ghost face yet. And we know that uh, Hayden, oh, God, I'm going to mess Pan- this up. Panettieri. Yeah, I, I knew I was going to mess that up. Uh, I know that she's but they're saying, from- uh, just real quick, I didn't mean to cut you off, but... Uh, they're saying it could come out of March as early as March 2023. Like that is rushed as fuck. That is, that they're saw they're doing that saw shit. But yeah, uh, Hayden is supposed to come back. Uh, so and it's directed by the same people that did uh, Scream Five. So uh, yeah, I guess um, I guess that's it. I guess that's all there is to really know right now, as of now, of Scream Five, Scream Six. Yeah, <laughs> I'm getting confused. Man. Then, Too many uh, Scream movies. Yeah, and then there's more Jenna Ortega stuff. That's right. Fucking uh, Wednesday. From the mind of Tim Burton. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I don't know. Maybe I'm biased against Tim Burton, too. I only like a couple of his movies. I think the guy's a little overrated. But the trailer <laughs> looked good. I agree. I'm in. I'll definitely watch it. And it's Adam's family. I love the Adam's family. Every The, the movies, the, the, the original show, the live action movies, and the newer animated movies are all good. Like It's hard to not do those movies justice. I mean, the, the characters are fun in any iteration. Yeah, then uh, we'll have some more Jenna Ortega coming up. Yeah, that's right. But uh, I did want to say real quick about uh, about Wednesday, that, or, but, uh, before we move on, rather, I did want to say that you had just said you think that Tim Burton's a little overrated and everything. I'm not going to disagree with you. I think that his 
greatest movie was Big Fish. Um, I think he did Sleepy Hollow was good. Edward Scissorhands, Beetlejuice. I really feel I, that it I was... I put Beetlejuice number one. I, I feel that it was, I honestly, to me, like I don't know if you've really followed his filmography like that, but I can pinpoint... Just like I can pinpoint Rob Zombie where he started going downhill. Fucking Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, bro. Like, as soon as that movie hit, every Tim Burton movie was fucking hit or miss. And, you know, like, that's just kind of how it's been. But I have hope for this because it's a show and it's Adam's family. So, although he did do a fucking terrible job on Dark Shadows. Did you watch that? Like, uh, when Nicole and I were at the theater, there's one movie we've each apologized to each other for making the other one go see oh god that was her movie she apologized for making me go see she was like i'm sorry this movie sucks what was yours mine oh geez green lantern with <laughs> ryan reynolds oh yeah it's terrible i like ryan bad. reynolds and i'm like green lantern's cool i want to see this and i'm like oh it's fucking horrible <laughs> i was like yeah, i'm, I'm sorry i made you go that. see this all right well well, I guess uh, time to get into our uh, main topic here. X Cole, give it to you. <laughs> Filmmaker Ty West is a Delaware native from Wilmington, where I used to reside up Hell until a yeah. few years ago. Um, hopefully he lived in a better part of Wilmington than I did. Wilmington is, I don't know why we're even talking about, but Wilmington is a large area with a lot of different, like, just everything. I feel like everywhere in Wilmington is just ghetto, though. No, no, no. There, there's like the northern one where all like the richie people live. I guess. I, I only know poor ghetto Wilmington. <laughs> you know, that's where I'm from. But uh, yeah, not many people in Delaware are doing much. So uh, it's good to see someone make it. He's pretty damn consistent, too. And uh, this is his big comeback. So uh, let's take a second to talk about his movies. Um, the House of the Devil, where a college student takes a babysitting job out of desperation to pay for her new residence, but is duped because the babysitting gig is really uh, we're going to tie you down and impregnate you with the devil's baby gig. Um, I mean, what do you think the pay rate is on that? <laughs> I oh god, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> nothing. Uh, well, that movie, the, uh, the House of the Devil, is is a slow burn film for sure. But the last twenty minutes are a real rush of chaos. Brilliant movie. Um, the movie also starred Jocelyn Donahue, who went on to do work uh, in Insidious Two and Doctor Sleep and more. Dude, that movie, like, talk about slow burn. Like, I can't think of any movies that are like more of a slow burn than that. But, like, holy shit, does it pay off? And I gotta say, like, when it gets intense, it gets fucking intense. So, uh, if you haven't seen it, by the way, like, like seizure alert at the end of the movie. Like, that <laughs> shit, it's... Uh, dude, I remember I was napping. You know me, I love my naps. Oh, yeah. A few years back, my sister comes home, and, like, they're bringing in groceries or something, and it kicks to that scene where it just gets real intense. And it, like, woke me up. It's, like, fucking with me as I'm waking up. And my sister's like, what the fuck are you watching? <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's just House of the Devil. It does just House of the Devil. <laughs> and then my nephew's just sitting there, like, playing his video games, like, whatever. <laughs> well, uh, it's funny that you mentioned the, uh, the slow burn element, though, because to me... The only movie that comes to mind, and I'm not trying to overpraise Ty, but I automatically, when you said that, my the first thing that popped into my head, like word association, was Roman Polanski's Rosemary's Baby. So I just feel that like if there were a movie that it compared to yeah. in suspense and slow burn, it's definitely that. It has that Polanski feel for sure. Yeah, it's like the last couple drags on the blunt. Like that's how far before that like the thing burns down before like it turns up the intensity, but it pays off. I like that. We're gonna have to use that from now on. <laughs> the last couple drags of a blunt. All right, anyway, um, but uh, but popular. I'm sorry, but contrary to popular belief, uh, the House of the Devil was not Ty West's first feature film. It was his first breakout film, but his first two efforts are The Roost and Trigger Man. The Roost is kind of a crazy fun ride about vampire bats, and it stars Tom Noonan as the horror host. Tom Noonan um is the guy that played Frankenstein in Monster Squad, and he was in Heat with De Niro and Pacino. He also plays Mr. Omen in Ty West's House of the Devil as well. Um, well, Trigger Man is a solid movie, um, a, another solid movie as well. And it's about three guys being hunted. And uh, the last like 20 minutes of that movie are just nail-biting suspense. Um, well, anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, I haven't seen those yet. I'll, I'll have to check them out at some point. Oh, you haven't seen The Roost yet? No. 
Okay, yeah, definitely got to check that out. We'll watch that together and get baked. <laughs> um, I mean, even if we're not watching it, we're getting baked. True enough. <laughs> oh, well, uh, okay, so after House of the Devil got, you know, critically acclaimed, um, Ty put out The Innkeepers two years later in 2011. Uh, we don't. Me- we won't mention the atrocity that was Cabin Fever Two that came before this because uh, that movie was not Ty's fault. And he wanted his name off of it anyway. Yeah, um, and the Innkeepers is about two employees working the final days of the Yankee Peddler Inn. During their time at the hotel, they decide to reach out and see if the ghosts and stories about the hotel are true. And boy, do they fuck up! <laughs> uh, it's acted to perfection by Sarah Paxton and Pat Healy. And another example of nail-biting suspense, the scene where the ghost of Madeline O'Malley shows up during their little seance, you see absolutely fucking nothing, but it is absolutely bone-chilling terrifying. And also another crazy Ty West ending. Uh, Nicole hated the ending to this movie. That made her hate the entire movie. She just- oh, really? What? But uh, I have to say, I've said it many times. I've said it to you. I don't know how many different people. I'm Luke in this movie like if if i'm ever represented by anybody in any kind of ghost horror movie like i'm luke i don't believe in that shit but if i saw one and i knew it was real yeah i'd be gone i'd be packing up my shit and leaving too (laughs) well uh no i mean i totally get that but speaking of the ending did you ever see um uh i can't remember her character's name but uh, sarah paxton's ghost if you like it's actually online you can see the still if you look yeah she's like kind of translucent like up against the curtain like she's looking out the window did you ever see that yeah yeah okay uh i don't know maybe i thought maybe seeing that might have swayed nicole you know because it showed something but some people need something you know that movie was the house of the devil gave you a little something the innkeepers was like let me give you nothing but still see how this goes and for some people it worked really well for some people it didn't it's not it's not my favorite favorite Thai movie but it's a good one uh well anyway um then came the masterpiece that is the sacrament in 2013 and i will again i will say that it is a masterpiece it is not so much found footage as it is mockumentary and it's basically a fictionalized retelling i guess you'd say of what happened in jonestown uh and i mean a lot of it is basically what happened at jonestown yeah the the cult leader you know who leads his followers to drink the kool-aid father <laughs> uh yeah the, the this movie though has uh documentary filmmakers from vice recording as shit goes down very powerful and distor- disturbing film uh this one is hard to watch at times truly and uh gene jones who played father is captivating gene jones who basically playing jim jones correct <laughs> although the character's name is father yeah. um but yeah utter brilliant and convincing performance and the thing is like it's such a convincing performance that even though he's a scumbag you understand why these people follow him dude like he's so convincing and his philosophy is fucking great until a certain point i fucking love love the sacrament i've seen some people that weren't fans i don't understand how you can't like it same it's uh probably my second favorite ty west movie next to house of the devil okay yeah those are probably my two as well but yeah yeah sacrament's a real good one you you got me to watch that and i think the first time i saw it on sale on voodoo i just like snatched it up dude when shit goes down and like everybody starts getting killed it's like crazy it really is like, it's hard to watch nothing's happen- happening which i've seen a lot of people say like there's still a like tenseness being built that you know something's off yeah uh, totally the, everything's too perfect to a point where you're just waiting and then finally shit goes south yeah yeah it's too perfect and i i guess that's where they find the boringness but it's more it's building that because you know something like we're watching a horror movie like right you know, so, something's gonna happen there's going to be a payoff um and uh, after that ty did uh the western in a valley of violence starring ethan hawk and john travolta um that got rave reviews from what i've seen but i still have not watched that me either um yeah but since uh t- since then ty kind of he disappeared he left the horror community with their dick in their hands you know <laughs> uh we wanted more we had a good horror director putting out consistent shit where'd he go um ty went on to direct a lot of tv shows including uh, an episode of the exorcist and uh, wayward pines and more but during his time off apparently ty became uneasy with the current state of horror luckily for us horror fans um he found Hell that yeah. yeah he found that it had become the horror genre had become too safe and soft and it wasn't edgy enough so he came back and gave us x i think this is probably his biggest film now uh and he came back with a vengeance and the idea was that he wanted to take sleazy exploitation and sex and violence and make it highbrow 
Speaking of sex, that was kind of the point of this movie. Back then, a way to kind of get a back door, no <laughs> pun intended, into Hollywood was by making it big in porn. All of these guys and girls in this movie are trying to get their big break, especially Maxine. If you look at it, though, you know, uh, Marilyn Chambers made it in movies. She starred in Cronenberg's Rabid. Then you have Sylvester Stallone, David Duchovny, Matt LeBlanc. It was a legit way to get noticed. Wes Craven. <laughs> it was a legit way to get noticed. And it still works, as you see. Uh, Sasha Gray. John Michaels. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, man, I had to. I knew you were going to fucking oh. bring that up. But uh, yeah, Sasha Gray is now a full-on actor, and uh, she kind of transcended from porn. So it's still Tracy active, Lords, right? Well, it's so yeah, it's still an active route to take, I guess, into Hollywood. But um, but in X, Ty actually achieves the look of late seventies. It feels and looks authentic, and the score by Tyler Bates and Chelsea Wolf, fucking excellent. You know what I mean? That like that huh, like the the, the humming. Yeah, I was gonna say like uh, you're talking about the seventies and how it feels and looks authentic. I'm going to compare it in the best possible way to my boy Eggers. Mm. Like it's set, it's set that time period. Like, yeah, it's, it def- I, I would agree with that. Like, 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 like what I mean is An like, authenticity. like when you watch lighthouse, like I've said before, it doesn't feel like it was a movie. It was made now set in the 1800. feels like you're watching some like old lost film. Like this feels like you're in the seventies. Yeah. I, I definitely agree. And, um, the editing again i'll follow that up with the editing how the the next scene kind of flickers into the scene you're watching good shit um ty has a real knack for that you know like you just said i i I agree with that comparison he's very authentic like all edgar's like edgar's he goes there and uh, i mean he edited edited this film so i mean he uh he has a real knack for the editing and well. uh well yeah and he did uh but he did that in the house of the devil dude i swear to god if newcomers watch that movie without knowing anything about it like if you just went up to a friend who's not big on horror or doesn't know much, you said, hey, watch The House of the Devil. They're going to think it's a real 80s flick, a real obscure 80s flick. I guarantee you they're going to – I don't think it's going to cross their mind at least maybe midway through that it might be a newer movie, if at all. And I would suggest watch it with Joe Bob. Yeah, absolutely. He loves the movie too. Um, Although he talks shit on the satanic stuff <laughs> at the beginning. He said that was like the big scare of the 80s. No, it is what it is. <laughs> Um, it adds to it. it, 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 Yeah, I thought that was part of the appeal of the film was that it uh, took place during an actual, like, thing that happened, which was just so ridiculous. But, um, you know, let's talk about the look of the movie, X. It has that Texas Chainsaw Massacre look down pat. And Eaten Alive, the 1976 movie, also directed by Toby Hooper, about a psycho who runs a sleazy motel and kills the guests. Toby likes his psychos. There's uh, some pretty cool crocodile action in there as well. You know I love crocodiles and alligators, so that's always a plus for me. And uh, funny thing is, though... It's like that ass slapping scene. (laughs) (laughs) there's actually a lot of psycho referenced uh it's like referenced a lot like more than uh, i think most people realize um there's the the car in the swamp that kid cuddy finds oh yeah the body in the basement uh they legit mentioned psycho when changing the plot of their own film and then of course there's a killer old lady uh, john take us through the film all right uh I packed another bong there, so oh, some it. more of that Death Star. <laughs> and I threw I, I threw some uh, Keefs on top of it. Keefs, <laughs> Keefs Urban, Keefer Sutherland. And anyway, X is a 2022 slasher film, written, directed, produced, and edited, like we said, by our boy Ty West. And uh, in 1979, aspiring porno star Maxine Minx, played by Mia Goth, takes a trip through Texas, and her producer boyfriend Wayne played by Martin Henderson, uh, fellow actor Bobby Lean, or I'm sorry, Bobby's Bobby Lean, Bobby Lynn, Mm -hmm. played by Brittany Snow, Jackson Hole, which is a great name, (laughs) played by King Cuddy, and director R.J. Nichols, played by Owen Campbell, and R.J.'s girlfriend Lorraine, played by Jenna Ortega. Uh, They go to shoot a porno, but not like, you know, just your regular videotape. These are going to the silver screen. (laughs) The uh the P P P Wee Hermit a big fan of those. Oh yeah. <laughs> Wear your raincoat. Wear your raincoat. Oh, that's that's that causes all kinds of bad visuals. Anyway, Bobby Lynn and Jackson are infatuated with each other. Uh RJ attempts to make it seem like it's a serious cinematic piece, and uh Lorraine's not buying that. She thinks it's kind of stupid. 
Well, uh, let's take a second to talk about the cast, okay? First off, Mia Goth, who plays Maxine, is no stranger to horror. She's been in the Suspiria remake as well as A Cure for Wellness and Marrowbone. I was shocked to hear Josh that. Uh, <laughs> I was shocked to hear that she has an English accent. Uh, she does this hick accent for Maxine so damn well. I honestly was taken aback, um, but I was also taken aback to find out that she used to be married to Shia LaBeouf. Did you know that? <laughs> as I'm about to probably die here, as I do once per episode. Um, I did see that, uh, I think, when I was looking her up on Wikipedia, and I was also did not know that. <coughs> I'm not a big Shia LaBeouf fan. <laughs> well, uh, well, Brittany Snow, who plays Bobby Lynn, uh, Brittany isn't someone you'd really expect to be in a movie like this. Is she a bastard from the North? <laughs> um, she actually admitted that she was, uh, quote, hesitant to take the role of Bobby Lynn and X. Uh, she, she's from movies like Pitch Perfect, 1 and 2, and John Tucker Must Die, etc. But she's done horror before. She was in Would You Rather from 2012 with, uh, uh, with Jeffrey shit. Combs. That's where that's where she looked familiar to me. I couldn't Great remember. Great fucking movie, right? Don't you have yeah. that movie on your Voodoo account? I think I do. Yeah, that's a good one. When you buy it, it you that, always know it's I always get them mixed up because there's like another one that has a comment. This is the one where, with, with my boy from uh, Trailer Park Boys in it, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Nicole. The name slipped in my mind, but I know Nicole what you're talking credit about. again for a movie. That was one she put on one t- like how long to come out? Has ones you talk about has Jeffrey Combs in it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Then yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it has. Uh, I can't remember his name from Trailer Park. That's what I'm saying. The name's slipping me as Ricky. well. Ricky. That's it. Yep. 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 Yeah, he's in it because Nicole like put it on. Our boy Ricky. That's I was like, I oh, forget shit, his name. He's our favorite fucking character. I haven't seen Trailer Park Boy boys and years but uh yeah that was another one nicole like put on one time because it's, it's several years old now i think mm-hmm. it was just randomly put on on netflix and i was like eh. and i was like damn it turned out not to be it did not look like it was going to be good from what i was saying but it turned out to be a silent movie but yeah that's why that's why she looks familiar to me that's what i saw her from yeah and uh of course there's jenna ortega who plays lorraine um, I just saw her young as hell rewatching Insidious 2. I've been going through the Insidious movies and I uh, was like, holy shit, that's a young Jenna Ortega. I never would have known, but now I do. Uh, Jenna has embraced horror. She's become a bit of a scream queen as of late with Scream 5 and the upcoming Scream 6 that we just talked about and Wednesday that we just talked about. Um, I don't think she gets enough credit, honestly. I, well, yeah, she was at Studio 666 uh, and uh, an uh, American Carnage. All uh, movie, well, not all movies. Where we're not big on the scream five but like you know otherwise stuff stuff that we like yeah and uh like i say bring it on jenna's doing a fine job and i can't wait to see where her career goes from here personally um martin henderson who plays will wayne gilroy the uh the i guess you'd say the producer yeah he's the producer of the movie Um, yeah that's you dude (laughs) (laughs) dude this guy's been around for a long time uh he was in the ring he played naomi watts boyfriend um, he was in Smoking Aces, The Strangers Pray at Night. You like that movie and more. But uh, but for some reason, dude, and I can't figure it out, in this movie and this movie alone, he gives me real fucking Luke Wilson vibes. Like, I, I don't understand it. Yeah. It just, do you get what I'm saying? I don't know why, but I'm like, it feels like Luke Wilson from that 70s show or something. From that 70s show or also like Starsky and Hutch. Yes. The, the, the movie version. Absolutely. And uh, and the, <laughs> that's a good one, too. Um, and uh, there's, of course, Kid Cuddy, who plays uh, Jackson. Uh, or as he goes by in the credits of X, Scott Muscuddy. Um, I just I know Muscuddy? Muscuddy. Why'd I say it like that, Muscuddy? Um, <laughs> but uh, he says he's actually a big horror fan, so he wanted to do the movie. I've never heard a single song by him, but I will say that he is my favorite character in X. Yeah, he's pretty good as Jackson. Uh, yeah, I like Kid Cuddy. I've listened to some of his music. Um, uh, and, and there's Owen Campbell who plays RJ. I'm not really familiar with him or anything he's done, but he, he does did. a great job in this one. He's very convincing. All the all the acting is very convincing. Yeah, I mean, you'll find out later. Like they did that guy wrong. Agreed. Anyway, yeah, poor, so uh, poor getting back to the plot here. Uh, eventually, they arrive at the farm of an elderly couple. Howard, played by Stephen Yore, and Pearl, also played by Mia Goth, in a second role. Uh, the crew wants to shoot the film The Farmer's Daughter at the couple's <laughs> guest house. And uh, Howard, he's a little bit of a hothead. He comes out with a shotgun. And then uh, Pearl's Pearl's the real weird one. Uh, she stalks silently Maxine. While the filming's happening, Maxine's invited inside Howard and Pearl's house by Pearl. 
And uh, she tries to keep it a secret because she says that Howard get mad. He gonna get mad people come in his house. And then... Uh, <laughs> Uh, so this is done, like I said, without Howard's knowledge. And then Pearl bemoans her age, her jealousy for Maxine's youth, and then tries to get up in that. <laughs> she later watches from afar Maxine scene with Jackson. That gets her real moist. <laughs> <laughs> Pearl practically pleads for some dick from Howard, but uh, he refuses. He said his heart too weak. <laughs> <laughs> the way you're breaking this shit down <laughs> i mean is this I, am i wrong <laughs> <laughs> well uh well exactly uh, i'm just okay <laughs> so uh mia goth tapped into her inner christian bale to play pearl and did what uh christian bale did with the cowl in batman begins bale said that the cowl gave him terrible headaches so he used that frustration in his performance as batman mia said that she felt very trapped and restricted while in the makeup for Pearl, but she harnessed it and used it in her performance because Pearl also feels trapped and restricted. I thought that was pretty genius. Uh, you know who else kind of use use that? Who's uh, that? Rob, Rob Robert England. I don't know if you've ever seen where he talked about uh, filming the first Nightmare on yeah, Elm Street. And he totally. was trying to figure where where to get the anger that's from. That's right. That's right. And he said, "I see uh, uh, Heather Langenkamp." My, my girl <laughs> and Johnny Depp. He was like two of the most like beautiful people in the world at the time. And I'm, you know, in my thirties, I got to sit, you know, they're hardly in a makeup chair. I'm sitting here for four hours. And he's like, that's just where I got my anger from. <laughs> yeah. That's, a, I forgot all about that, but that's a totally good point. Um, and also, uh, Steven, Yur, who plays Howard, uh, he'd done work in the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings movies, and had also done some work on Astro's Evil Dead. He kind of looks like he came out of the Lord of the Rings, like like a bigger Hobbit. Well, that's I guess you know you can tell that it's not bad makeup, but you can tell it's makeup. So my point is, he's used to being under some sort of prosthetic or makeup. Yeah, that's nothing new for him. But uh, <laughs> he played angry well. He did. He did. He was an asshole from the start. And so uh, the film crew they're relaxing in the farmhouse. Well, their farmhouse. They're staying in the guest guest house during the night. Lorraine starts becoming interested by the film and ends up asking to participate in the shoot, upsetting her boyfriend, RJ. Uh, eventually, RJ agrees to shoot a scene between Lorraine and Jackson after some words from Wayne. But he becomes so furious over her unfaithfulness to him that he attempts to leave while the others are asleep. Old-ass Pearl catches up to him, and she tries to seduce him. It's, uh, it's as nasty as you would think. Yeah. Uh, when she declines, she stabs him like 647 times. You mean like, when he declines? You said when she or, declines. I'm sorry, yeah. He turns yeah, her she, she wasn't turning it down. She was trolling for some dick. <laughs> but uh, she stabs him like 647 times or like something. It was ridiculous, dude. Yeah, dude. And then uh, she decides to play cowgirl with him after stabbing him. <laughs> no doesn't mean no to this woman. No, it doesn't. Uh, Lorraine and Wayne notice RG's missing, so they go searching. Wayne experiences what Joe Bob Briggs would call pitchfork foo. <laughs> like for some I old like people, like for an old woman, I like, like she's got, she got, she's strong. She's she got killer, <laughs> killer instinct. Yeah. Pun intended. Uh, so Lorraine's invited into the couple's house by Howard, who claims Pearl's missing and asks Lorraine to retrieve a flashlight from the basement. When she does, Lorraine discovers the rotting corpse of a missing man. There's your psycho reference. Yep. And attempts to flee, but finds she's been locked in. Yeah, I love the part that you mentioned uh, where RJ's arguing with Lorraine about being in the porno. Dude, like, <laughs> like, look, I'm sorry. Like, I don't do that swinger shit unless that, like, unless, like, it's, it's discussed at the beginning of our relationship. Like, you're not going to beat me down nor have anybody else in the room who has nothing to do with our relationship beat me down that it's okay for you to have some sex with some dude that, like some other dude like that's not cool nor would i expect them to think it was cool for me to just jump in and go hey i'm gonna ju i'm gonna go jump in some pussy real quick i would never expect jump my girlfriend in some pussy. i would okay. never have expected my girlfriend fee first to just be like wow well, okay go ahead yeah let's do it for the best of the movie i know i think that's funny that 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 i would have been out of there sooner than he was dude i would never have even directed the scene as soon as she said i wanted to be in it and they'd beat him down about it I'd have been, well, you fucking you directed it pearl i'm gone i'm done what'd you say <laughs> 
I would have been gone. What'd you say? I said, but would you've given it up to Pearl? I would have. I would have drove right past. We we said this when we watched it. I would have drove right. <laughs> I would have not stopped. Like, I pretend I, I would have maybe hit it with a hog. I hit it with a hog, bro. Boop boop. But I've seen too many movies. <laughs> no, I just went here with a little boop boop deuces. Like I'm out. Like you know, and I would have never have recorded the scene. He cried like a little bitch, and I would have just no. I would have been done. Like I would have been like, all right, you want to be in this? You want to do this? Direct it. Drive home. I'm out. But uh, I didn't. I, I didn't mention. Uh, uh, when Wayne's convincing him, he's such an asshole because eventually RJ... He's all about the money. He doesn't RJ care. RJ goes, you just want more sex in this movie. And he doesn't disagree with him. <laughs> right. And, he's uh, like, no, 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 no. Well, um, Jenna Ortega said that uh, Ty is excellent at building suspense. And she's not lying. This is a part of the film where we really start to feel the dread that we've been waiting for kick in. Yeah, Howard, Howard approaches the guest house and asks Jackson to help him locate Pearl. Jackson finds a submerged car in the pond before Howard shoots him dead. So that's another psycho reference. Yep. Uh, <laughs> revealing himself to be complicit in Pearl's violent tendencies. And meanwhile, Pearl enters the guest house and climbs in Maxine's bed naked. That shit was creepy as fuck. Yeah, it's so trifling. Uh, Maxine awakens and screams with Bobby Lynn witnessing Pearl fleeing the house. In the farmhouse, Lorraine uses a hatchet to break through a panel in the basement door, but Howard bludgeons her with the shotgun, breaking her fingers and forcing her back. Dude, that, yeah, that shit is so brutal. Yeah, I was going to say, that shit was rough. Like, he's bashing the shit out of her fingers through the door. You're like, with a shotgun butt, bro. Like, that is fucking, like, I've never seen that before. Uh, no. I think I didn't even say that like when we were watching. I was like, "Well, I've never seen that a shotgun used that way before." I also remember before that you said that though. You went, "Ugh!" Like a few times. Like, well, like it's it went on. So he claps her like four because, times with it. It ain't just one time. Like he beats her with that thing. Our, them shits get mangled. I know. Right? Look at like, like Michael and fucking, fucking Stallone. You ain't gonna get mangled. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that shit was rough and. It was well played because, like, she hatchets out, and you're like, all right, so she got through the door, she's going to get herself out, and then her fucking finger just get fucking destroyed. <laughs> it's, it's really bad. Oh, fuck, where was it? Yeah. <laughs> Bobby Lynn uh, follows Pearl outside to the nearby lake and tries to guide her away from the water, and uh, Pearl angrily accuses Bobby Lynn of being a whore before pushing her in the lake, and then she's devoured by an alligator. I mean, Bobby Lynn did go in on Pearl before being killed. <laughs> like, there's a lot of things that, like... She did, she did. She did try to be nice at first. And then when she called her a whore, like, Bobby Lynn, like, went in on her for being an old-ass, like, bitch. Right. <laughs> That's old for not being an old-ass bitch. <laughs> Bobby Lynn went on her for being an old-ass bitch. I mean, you can't, you, can, you can't tell me that wasn't what she was thinking. She's in like this old-ass bitch. In Delaware terms. That's layman's terms. <laughs> in Delaware terms, old-ass bitch. Well, uh, but, I mean, she went in, but I would say this might be the only scene <coughs> in the movie that made me go, ah, with the alligator part. Like, it's the, the only, alligator like, it comes, one that's probably a little unbelievable, right? It's like it comes right at the right point. It, like, devours her whole. Yeah. I would say that was, like, the only really the only scene in the movie it made me go eh. but it didn't it, it wasn't it didn't ruin it yeah I, I would think that and maybe i am just giving it an excuse or excusing the movie because i like it but i would think that the i think that the movies that it's based on or you know referenced by have scenes like that just so i think maybe that could just simply just be a homage like <laughs> gotta have that cheesy cliche scene you know what i mean it doesn't ruin anything like you said it doesn't ruin anything but it's definitely not the best scene but yeah, man, poor Bobby Lynn. Um, Ty actually said that he asked the actors why they wanted to be an ex before, uh, why, wanted, why they wanted to be an ex because there was no short of reasons uh, why to not want to be in it, you know? And uh, Brittany Snow gave a very beautiful and insightful answer as to why she wanted to be in the film. She said that X is a horror lens, I'm sorry, a quote, horror lens on time and the beauty, the juxtaposition of those people who are taking it for granted that when you're young, juxtaposition to people who are running out of time and how scary that is for so many people. True. I mean, like, Pearl and Howard do love each other. They do, yeah. She just wants some dick and he got a weak heart. 
<laughs> that was good. You got me with that one. <laughs> but they do love each other. I mean, how Howard's trying to clean up her murders. He's trying. Yeah, he's doing. He what out he here smashing fingers for her. I mean, let's be let's be honest. Howard ain't competing with no kid, Cuddy. <laughs> <laughs> when he, uh, it's hard to keep him down on the farm when they got Jackson Hole. <laughs> well, he dead at this point, but yeah, at the beginning. <laughs> anyway. Maxine sees Pearl and Howard return to the guest house. The elderly couple discuss the murders and they have sex and they just thump and they lose skin together while Maxine's <laughs> under the bed. Uh, she manages to flee to the van where she finds RJ's corpse and the keys missing. I feel like that the RJ's corpse could have almost been like any slasher movie, like a Friday the 13th. Totally. I wouldn't say necessarily a Halloween. I don't think we've seen it in a car a dead body agreed well real quick while we're here with rj's death i wanted to say something real quick because i forgot to mention it earlier i said when i saw the movie in theaters that when rj got his head cut off my first thought was because i was the first kill my first thought was how did this movie get an r rating like that kill alone i feel like i feel like r ratings are just put like i don't even know what counts constitutes as an r rating anymore because that one kill i was like how the fuck does this movie get an r rating when that's just one kill and we still have nudity and all <laughs> sorts of other fucking kills to go through it's like a horror version of zach and miri make a porno <laughs> that, <I> mean, <laughs> yeah, that's a good yeah man fuck yeah that's a good uh, way to put it Anyway, along with RJ's, well, I guess not along with RJ, RJ's corpse is the keys. They're yeah. missing. So she gets a pistol from the glove box and Maxine enters the farmhouse. She frees Lorraine. Like, that shit was annoying. Because, like, this bitch, she blames Maxine for what's happened. She panics and runs out the front door. and She fucking, turns total bitch on her, like, yeah. straight up, yeah. And then when she runs out the front door, she just gets sprayed all over the front yard by that fucking shotgun shot by Howard. And then he, here's my thing. Is he, like, she was outside the house yeah. and got shot. So that blood sprayed all over the front yard, like, in the leaves. On the porch. On the grass. Yeah. Howard says, let's bring the body inside and say they were intruders. Howard, my man, how are you going to explain the fucking blood all over your front yard where she fucking <laughs> like, you shot her in the head. That shit's just sprayed everywhere. I know, you got teeth and brain you got matter. Teeth. You got, you got Pulp Fiction, like brain matter. Yeah. It's uh, you need fucking, you need a uh, Harvey Keitel. How are you going to explain that to the cops? You got to call Harvey. The Howard was going to call Harvey Keitel up. <laughs> call, <laughs> call, call the wolf. The wolf. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, if he's getting the wolf, I think he's probably getting out of it. That's true, but I don't think he got the money for all that. But uh, no, you're right. That is definitely like a what the fuck. Like, how did you like? Unless like police, like forensics back you know then what? was terrible. And, like, I'll they play devil's like, advocate to my own question. I think what he could say is maybe if they put another one of the bodies there. But I mean, you're gonna have somebody like Dexter be like these things don't match up. Yeah. But they could have brought another body there or something and brought her inside to say they'd already broken in or whatever uh, uh, yeah yeah but i don't know i think that's i think we got way too trying deep to get, into that. Yeah, trying to get inside howard's brain <laughs> what's left of it <laughs> and then uh as howard and pearl uh begin moving the bodies uh like i said they're trying to frame the crew as intruders a dying lorraine startles uh howard who <laughs> has a heart attack and dies so it wasn't the sex it's because he got spooked but I think it was partially the same. I think he burned his battery out. He burned his battery out. He burned out. his battery out with he's, the dick He's in. burning the candle at both ends. Yeah, he did. He, whatever, he gave what, the what, dick in. Whatever uh, ones can I a, think of. He was on like 15%. You know what I mean? He was on 15%. That, 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 that he jump could, scare he could, got He couldn't get to the charger. That's enough. So, so, yeah, you have to ask yourself, would he have died had he not given the dick? But you'll never know now. I'm going to say he would have been fine. He got, he got, just for some reason, he got spooked. Yeah. Maybe maybe he's like uh, the fucking lady from uh, the New Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> what do you mean by that? She, when she dies in the back, we were saying like you know she was just that just one bad event from oh, fucking yeah, Crooked. Yeah. Maybe, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, yeah. maybe that's what he was at that point. But anyway, so Howard he's gone. Maxine retrieves the keys to Howard and Pearl's truck and attempts to shoot Pearl. Well, I'm. Uh, yeah she attempts to shoot pearl and she discovers the pistols unloaded this was the one moment that made me fucking die yes and it's unlike anything you fucking seen before right? pearl tries to shoot maxine with howard's shotgun she misses 
she Maxine misses her. quick. And she flies back like 15 feet out of the fucking house. <laughs> she breaks her hip when she lands on the ground. She goes through the screen door. Like go, Yeah, goes through the screen door. Like, she flies out there. It's probably because she weighs like 60 pounds. <laughs> yeah, that's just the... the, 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 the what is it called when you I, why am i brain farting that the after effect of the shotgun the kick there it is the kick yeah. the kick of that shotgun the kickback, the kickback just blew her the fuck back yeah enough. we're not I'm, gun guys I'm, but yeah i'm not and i'm high as fuck but yeah the kickback of that fucking was hilarious and you, like you said broke her hip like did her did herself more harm shooting that shotgun she should have just tackled maxine and choked right? the bitch i mean so how so, so how she know a cowgirl rj and stab him 600 times but like she shoots one shotgun she like gone i don't know <laughs> maybe her hips maybe her hip okay i think they did it to each other i think howard blew her hip out <laughs> okay <laughs> i think the she, she wore his heart out there we go they fucked each other up had they not maybe that's the moral had they not had sex they would have survived the people who had sex died how about that sex how about i don't know i don't know because <laughs> yeah uh yeah <laughs> but um though was that uh possibly seriously though the most uncomfortable non-rape sex scene ever between pearl and howard like for real i, I was gonna say another one but i was like no that just made me laugh i was thinking team america <laughs> yeah that's and the funny. uncut but that's just made me laugh yeah this shit this was rough well for the full like i said uh, slapping loose skin <laughs> for the uh for the nudity uh and sex scenes the full body makeup took eight hours to apply on mia and uh the Blu-ray actually has a cool time-lapse video of Mia becoming Pearl in the makeup chair. Uh, so it's pretty cool to watch. And uh, there's also a feature that has the non-sex footage of the farmer's daughters on there to watch. It's uh, pretty cool. And uh, so Pearl, like I said, her hip, that shit's fucked up. She lies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I'm just telling you how it would be. Delaware slang. Delaware terms. De- Delaware slang. Anyway pearl injures her hip and she's laying outside she begs maxine for help like why you know she's not going to help you bitch why would yeah yeah so obviously maxine refuses and as pearl just starts berating her maxine runs over her with the truck crushing pearl's head i obviously the goriest scene in the movie yeah but no no the, the first stab you think so? RJ. I, I mean, don't know. That head. Was... I mean, I guess the worst part about the head is when the wheel spins, like it kind of like spins yeah. and the kick like pulls the face off a little bit, like that with the head. I mean, uh, I don't. Okay, I, I don't it's know. Close. It's close. Well, yeah, it's, it's close. close. It does, those two are close. The first and last kills are the good ones. Yeah, don't worry about any in the middle. Howard has the weakest kill because he just you know his heart just yeah, gave out. But that shotgun blast was was pretty nice. <laughs> yeah, that anyway, was very cool. Get it back to the end here. <laughs> Maxine drives away from the farm. The next morning, the police arrive at the house to retrieve the bodies, and it's revealed that Maxine is the daughter of a conservative Christian preacher whose speeches were frequently playing on Pearl and Howard's TV. Uh, The police discover RJ's camera and speculate about what it contains. Yeah, I love the way it ends. A goddamn fucked up horror picture or something like that. Something along the lines. Don't quote me on that. I mean, yeah. It's pretty funny, though. Like, it's pretty, like, it's obviously it's a pun. You know what I mean? Pretty funny. Um, yeah, man. Uh, so my verdict is, uh, I guess, um, uh, I guess I have to say X is sexy, fun, dirty, mm-hmm. gory, mm-hmm. twisted, mm-hmm. gross, mm-hmm. and genius. Mm-hmm. Instant slasher classic. I was going to say 8.5 out of 10, but I'm doing 9. I'm going to go 9 oh, out of 10. Oh, damn. He going up 9 trying to jump me, huh? <laughs> trying to jump you. Trying to jump me because I was going, I'll just throw out my number first, but it was 8.9. <laughs> Had to outdo me. By the what? By the point one. But by the point We competing for that point one. But no, I was debating on the 8.5, but I was just thinking, I was like, I gave Slapface a 9. So I was like, if Slapface is a nine, I would definitely give this a nine. So that yeah, was what changed my mind. I think that's fair. Yeah, I would. I, I don't. I'm trying to remember what I gave Slapface now, but like I've said before, I give out numbers half the time. I forget what I give out. I just know what I think of it at that time. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. But like, if you're telling me Slapface and X, yeah, I, I would put they're they're equal to me. So. Yeah maybe it's not an eight whatever i gave slap face or you know what <laughs> i'm a retro re- i'm gonna or retcon my sc- whatever i gave that 
Fuck it, they're the same. <laughs> they're both 8.9. What if you give slap face? You're gonna- then I'll bump this up to what slap face is. <laughs> but I don't remember what it is. It was a long, drawn-out thing. I, know, I think the- we both gave it nines, though. So, but, yeah. yeah, everything you said about this movie is true. Like I said, the only thing I didn't care for was the gator scene. Yeah. It's still cool. It just took it out of maybe the realism. Yeah. But totally. I mean, it, it is an old 60 pound bitch just killing people. <laughs> no, totally. But um, yeah, it's, yeah, definitely have to check it out. Uh, so if you got to this point, and you hadn't seen it. That's on you. We One goddamn it. fucked up horror picture. That's it. That's the quote. It just came to me. Sorry. Didn't want that off, <laughs> but that was, I had, had to get that out. Yeah. Check it out. Motherfuckers. <laughs> Thanks to all the horror hounds and smokers out there for tuning in. Thanks for letting us break down X for you. And uh, next week we have Ruth Paxton for you. Uh, we're going to talk about a banquet, and you can watch that now on Shutter. And uh, make sure to follow us online at High on Horror 420, at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Uh, you can always email us at High on Horror 420 at gmail.com. And check out our website, highonhorror.com, and you can sign up for our newsletter, get each episode and guest announcements delivered directly to your inbox. And uh, I guess I'll about wrap her up. Catch you later. Bye, everybody.